Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Tom Moran here from Tom's Big Spiders. Full disclosure, if I sound like I'm sick, it's because I am. Uh, last Thursday, I picked up which uh, what is either a really bad cold or the flu. I'm still trying to figure Everybody around me in my school is getting the flu, so I'm thinking it might have been the flu. But anyway, still feeling a bit under the weather, a little for lack of a better term, mucusy this morning. So I've been trying not to sneeze and trying not to cough. So this will likely be a, a slightly shorter episode, but considering the last one I posted up was super long, I figured it'll balance out. But I almost thought about taking this one off only because the fact that I've been having a hard time with my voice, but my voice seems to have come back this morning, which is great because I'll tell you, trying to teach classrooms full of freshman students when your voice isn't where it should be and kind of weak, it's like they're, they're like sharks smelling blood in the water. It's like all of a sudden, no, oh, Mr. Moran can't raise his voice. We're, you know, we're going to let loose. So it's been an interesting school week. But anyway, we're going to get on to the topic for today, which is going to be some common questions I get. It was originally going to be common questions I get from beginners, but it it doesn't necessarily have to be beginners. And I realized the other day when I got an email from somebody who had just recently moved, that had been in the hobby for a little while. He wasn't a beginner by any stretch of the imagination, but the question he had was one he just hadn't encountered before and wanted some feedback on. So again, when I do these, a lot of times they're just, and I always like to make this very clear, sometimes it's just my opinion, my thoughts on the matter. I don't have scientific uh, data to back it up. I do speak to a lot of people, and in some cases I try to use this thing called common sense, which sounds funny, but you'd be amazed at how many people don't take a minute to just stop and go, oh yeah, that kind of makes total sense. And not making fun of people, just sometimes I've had people go, well, is there any scientific data for that? And you got to kind of go like, well, no, but common sense would dictate this. So again, I don't, sometimes topics come up and I have my thoughts on them. They're my opinions. I think, again, I try to lean back on common sense and just basic logic for some of them, but I'm no, no stretchy imagination and authority on them. So I always like to kind of put that disclaimer in there because these are up for discussion and somebody might, somebody might have scientific evidence for this. I don't know, but these are things that people wrestle with and when you get into the hobby, sometimes you don't realize you get your first spider and then you start looking at things in your home that may not be correct for the environment of the spider. And you might be looking around going, all right, this wasn't a problem before I got spiders, but now that I have spiders, I'm worried about. So anyway, moving on, enough of that, but just want to let people know, these are just my opinions on the things. When people ask me, this is what I tell them and I tell them, feel free to shoot, you know, go on the old mighty Google and put these in. You'd be amazed at the stuff that comes up. Arachnoboards is just a wealth of information with people asking questions like these and getting answers from many different people. And then use your brain because unfortunately nobody's scientifically testing these things with the exception. I think there's one on here. We do have some, some data on a scientific paper that supports it, but in most instances, you're not going to find that hardcore scientific evidence. This is the right answer. And in some cases, it's just, you know, some people have luck with it. Some people don't. So I always like to throw that out there before we start. So the first one, I get this one quite a bit. Do Does having candles, scented candles in my home, does that put my tarantulas at risk? I, I, I get this one a lot. And I didn't realize it until the other day where I actually had two of them right in a row. And I'm like, man, I've, I've never even addressed this before. So the... Theory is, and if you look this one up, you get a lot of people who go, no, 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 don't use scented candles, don't use any scented type of air fresheners, anything like that, it could harm the tarantulas. And again, we're going to go from basic common sense here. Basic common sense says people use scented candles in their homes, around their pets, and as far as we know, nobody's dropping dead. 
We have scented candles in our home. We've used them for years. When Billy and I first moved out and got our first apartment, they had put this little store called Yankee Candles in our local mall. And we went in there like, oh, these are amazing. They're not just candles. They're smelly candles. And you can buy, you know, I love the Apple one. And Christmas time, you do the Christmas ones. And it's that time of year where a lot of people are starting to burn some of those. And what will happen is people will get the tarantulas, they'll get them in their homes, and then suddenly they'll go out, the wife will get out and buy one of those, you know, little candle burner things, or they have the ones where you put the little tarts in and they melt, and they'll be like, oh no, is this going to harm my tarantulas? Now, my take on this, I've seen many things out there written that say do not burn candles, scented candles, they could harm the spider. And truth be told, again, the reason why I mentioned the whole scientific thing, disclaimer in the beginning is we don't really have the data for this, but a lot of people think that the perfumes and stuff, when dealing with spiders, you don't want to introduce, like when you're talking about cleaners, you want to use cleaners that don't have harsh chemicals. A lot of people will use, like I'll use alcohol mixed with water sometimes because it washes off. People use vinegar. I've used vinegar before. You use things generally that aren't harsh chemicals and use things that don't have scents because a lot of folks believe that those the chemicals they use to produce those nice smelly candles or whatever could be harmful. However, I can't tell you how many people I know that are in the tarantula hobby or in the reptile hobby, whatever it may be. You know, humans are smelling this that use the candles and have no issues with them. Now, would I burn a candle directly next to a tarantula? No, I would not. We have candles in my home. There is not currently one. I do not burn candles in the tarantula room, but that's more of a safety issue because it really isn't a safe place to put a candle. However, for years, my wife and I kept reptiles. I had a tarantula. We had candles burning all the time in the house. They just made things smell so much nicer, and we never had any issues with it. And I've spoken to other keepers that have kept them for years, and I even had one that was like, you know what? I just realized this. I've been keeping for like five years, and I burn candles. This is bad for my tarantulas. So my gut instinct would tell me that the candles, as long as you're not burning them to the point where it's like potent and it's ruining the air quality of your home, because I I have met people that like, if one candle smells good, then 20 candles will smell good. That might be a bit of an overkill, but I think it's more of the smoke that I would be worried about. And we'll get to that one in a moment. But the candles, no, I would say scented candles shouldn't be an issue as long as you're not overdoing it. That would be my Unexpert opinion. Well, coming from somebody who's kept them for many years, had candles in the home. And again, sometimes we have the tarantula room door open. We have candles going in the dining room that's right next door. It wafts in. I've never had any real issues. So if you have an open room and you're, you have tarantulas in it and you're burning some of those scented candles, I would not reckon you'd have an issue with it. Now, moving away from scented candles, a lot of folks will ask about spraying air fresheners, scented things like Febreze, things of that nature. Those I wouldn't do. Those leave particles in the air. Those could, I would assume, could be absorbed into the book lungs. I mean, I guess if you're careful and not spraying them directly around the spider, but anything with a more of a chemical base that starts off as a liquid that's sprayed into the air, that's dissipated into the air, I would have concerns about what that could do if it were to get into a tarantula's book lung. So again, I have no scientific data to, to back this up, and I'm sure some people will come up and go, what's the difference? I just see with the candles it's burning it's kind of wafting and going through the entire room where when you spray something that's more direct that can get into enclosures I had a question not long ago where a guy was keeping a couple tarantulas in his bedroom and his wife every morning part of her morning routine was the hair you know she was using hairspray and spray on products and perfumes and stuff and he's like should I be concerned because she does this like just a few feet from the tarantulas in that case 
I would be a little concerned with the content of the perfumes. If that gets into the cage, that would be something I would worry about a little bit more. So I'd be very careful with doing stuff like that. Now, if you've got them in a huge living room and you've got them on shelves and they're up away from the floor and you come in, your wife comes in and spritzes the couch with some Febreze or spritzes the floor with some Febreze and it's not like wafting up to the point where it's choking, chokingly intense then I would guess that probably wouldn't be such a big deal. I just wouldn't do it. I know we have a big rule because what happens is my transfer room is in between. I have a, a dining room where that's usually fine. And then there's a little laundry room off of it. And obviously there's some chemicals that laundry's getting done. That's where Billy keeps some of her cleaning chemicals and stuff. And I have this thing about like anything with bleach or fumes coming through those rooms, which Billy wants to strangle me sometimes because she, the easiest way to get to the kitchen with, you know, say a bucket of stuff she's going to be mopping the floor with, it's heavily scented and has, you know, chemicals in it is right through that room. Instead, she sometimes goes out the back door and comes around the other way. It's hard to explain, but I don't like any type of chemical that could be wafting through. You never know what it's going to do them. And I think that's part of the problem. It's the great unknown. We're not really sure what it can do to tarantulas. But I think, again, leaning back on logic, logically speaking, it's uh, I would not want to spray perfumes or anything like that in a tarantula room. There are things out there. I know the reptile hobby makes things that are supposedly safe for animals that help deodorize. That might be something to look for, although, honestly, reptiles are different from arachnids. So you always have to keep that in mind. Just because it works with one doesn't mean it works with the other. So candles, I would say okay. Anything spraying in that area, I would not spray anything chemical-wise, perfumes, cleaners, anything anywhere near my tarantulas. That's my something I practice. Again, I can't tell you what happens if you do because I just don't do it. We're very careful about that around here. So again, Again, this is one of those ones that sounds like a newbie question until you have a situation where the individual that emailed me was moving and they were moving in with somebody else, another roommate, and that roommate liked to burn scented candles and everything and he was asking whether or not that would be okay. And my basically what I said is as long as it's not to, it's not to the point where it's like so potent that it could hurt the tarantula that, you know, if, if you're having a hard time, if you find the air cloying because it's so filled with, you know, scent, then your tarantula could have a problem with that as well. We can use ourselves as gauges because we can be sensitive to that stuff as well. So as long as it's not super potent, it, you know, the place gets aired out, it shouldn't be a problem. Now, the other thing I get sometimes now, although it doesn't seem to be as popular back in the day, I used to use this stuff, incense. That's one I would probably steer away from again, because it's not a candle burns fairly clean. It's the wick burning and then it heats up the wax. The wax lets the chemicals that make all the smells go up in the air. With incense, I'd be worried about the smoke. And that's where I think we, we need to be a little more cognizant of our animals because the smoke could be an issue. I remember, you know, back in the day when I was in high school, I'd burn incense and it wasn't trying to cover. I know people are out there thinking, oh yeah, it wasn't trying to cover anything up. I just love the smell that my uncle had it. I always thought it smelled good. And it, I thought it was cool burning incense in my room, watching horror movies by myself like a goober. But it's one of those deals that it can, if you've ever been in somebody's home that burns a lot of incense, it's it's pretty pungent. It can be, can be very pungent when you walk in. And that would be what I'd worry about, the concentration of that smell. They're pretty pungent and the fact that it does produce a little bit of smoke. That would worry me a little bit. So I personally wouldn't do it, but I have spoken to people that have burned incense in their home that haven't had any issues with it. So again, I guess it's at your own risk. I'd be inclined not to do incense. I'd be more inclined to burn a candle, obviously, than the incense. I don't think I'd burn incense in it because it can get stuffy. But again, if you're burning incense in a large, airy home where it's not really getting a chance to become concentrated and, and accumulated and you don't have that really pungent smell, 
then maybe you're in good shape. Now, speaking of smoke, I get a lot of folks asking about smoking. And again, this I think it comes down to common sense. We've already figured out that smoking isn't good for humans. It's not going to be good you know, for animals. And that's going to extend toward arachnids. So no, I wouldn't. I, the smoking, and this is a tough one because people smoke. They have a right to do whatever they want in their own homes. I just think there is, you do need to give consideration to the fact that there are animals in there. If you have dogs, the smoke can impact them. If you have, you know, spiders, the smoke could impact them. So I think if you have tarantulas, then your best bet if you're a smoker is to smoke outside or in a different room to make sure that you don't get that. I mean, just remember my grandmother who smoked until the day she died. She was 99, almost 100 years old, constant smoker. And I remember coming to her house and not only was she one of those, you know, older ladies that would jack the heat up to like 88 degrees and then blame everybody else for doing it. But she also was constantly, constantly smoking. You come in, she'd have this old TV and it was like a layer of yellow grime over the TV. Like everything looks sapia toned on her television because of the smoke stains. And I remember I loved my grandmother to death. I spent a lot of time in that house, but my Lord, I had a tough time breathing when I went over there because it was just so stuffy and full of smoke. So I think of that and I think of my animals and I think of how book lungs work and the fact that if there was somebody in here that smoked back in the day when Billy and I first caught our first snakes and tarantulas, I did smoke cigars quite a bit and I would always go outside. A, I had my son at the time and then, you know, later on other children. But B, it just, I realized I didn't want that smell in my home. I didn't want the smoke in my home. I didn't want to expose others to that. So I'd always go outside. The winter was fun because it'd be freezing out there, you know, smoking a stogie to relax. But honestly, the smoking, that's that's a hard no for me. I have people that ask me quite a bit. I, I actually got, not this week, last week, somebody emailed and said that they moved in with somebody who's a smoker and they're having a hard time because the person smokes all day inside and they're worried about the tarantulas. And I'm like, you know what, honestly, I'd be a little worried too. You know, but long-term, that's not good for their health, just like it's not good for a human's health. It's like it's not good for a dog, whatever animal you may have. So smoking, I would not put my pets in a place where they're going to be exposed to a lot of cigarette smoke. If you have a room, if you smoke inside, if you can put them in a room that you can get good circulation and that you can have like, you know, a fan running or something that's keeping it from getting in that room, I suppose that's a way around. Again, I'm not telling people how to live their lives. It's just when they ask my opinion on it, this is my opinion, the smoke could be an issue. So smoke, I would consider smoke a no-no. I definitely, you know, whatever your living situation. And I, and I think it stinks because for some people, you know, you, you, you smoke, it's your habit, it's a way you unwind after whatever it may be, and now you want to get this pet, and it's like, wait a minute, I can't get this pet because of that, and it's like, I always, my personal thing is, what is going to be good for the animal, or what could be potentially harmful to the animal, and I start there, so it may, you know, it's easy for me to say, I guess, because I don't currently smoke, but that would be something that would really, I'd worry about, and obviously short-term, maybe not as big of a deal, but long-term, I would worry about the impacts on the actual spiders themselves. Okay, the other one that comes up quite a bit, and I just had this one the other day, is stereo systems or TV or surround sound systems and having tarantulas in the room with with those systems. And and I get where this one comes from because it was something I worried about once upon a time as well. And I do think there's it's one of those things, it's not cut and dry. You have to kind of look at the situation. So for example, the person that emailed me said they have a bunch of tarantulas in their room, in their living room, they have them on shelves and the other might, they were watching a movie and it had heavy bass and there was special effects and they realized that it was probably vibrating the tarantula cages and they were worried about the tarantulas being upset or, you know, disturbed by it. And I think that's a legitimate worry. Honestly, it's something I worried about because obviously if anybody's watched my YouTube videos or seen some of the older stuff, 
we not only watch a lot of movies in here, I'm a huge movie person. We have a surround sound system. I love kicking back and watching movies, but there's a lot of music played in my house. We have an Alexa, or was it the Echo, Amazon Echo, in two different rooms. I have portable, you know, the Bluetooth speakers that I bring around with me when I'm working, when I'm feeding spiders, when I'm caring for spiders, sometimes when I'm shooting videos, if I know I'm going to do a voiceover, I have music blasting in the background. So here would, I the concern comes from the fact that obviously they sense vibrations, and if you have a booming bass, system that's going to shake things if we can feel it they can really feel it and that is a concern and I have seen situations like I used to bring my bluetooth speaker into my tarantula room when I would do work and I remember one point setting it on a shelf and I realized the spiders on the shelf you could tell were kind of getting a little antsy because they could feel that they thought something was coming it was probably a little overwhelming for them so I think part of it is proximity where are your speakers where are your spiders if you are working if I'm working at the dinner table I will have a speaker playing either from the kitchen that's about 12 feet away 14 feet away around there or my living room both of them are adjacent to my dining room where I do all my work and in that case when there you can hear the music the music loud but the bass isn't on the table vibrating the table and I did one point I was doing feedings and I bought that little bluetooth speaker and I stuck it right in the middle of the table and I was doing feedings and I did notice that some of them were had difficulty feeding by difficulty I mean instead of immediately jumping on the prey item you could tell they were a little unnerved they were a little skittish they weren't settling down the prey item came in they kind of ran away from it because to them think about this they go by vibration so they feel minor vibrations very subtle vibrations they can probably gauge what size the thing is whatever is approaching them whether or not it's something that could be a threat or something that could be a prey item so smaller vibrations they recognize oh this is a cricket a roach this is something i can eat now if you have a bluetooth speaker sitting on the table thumping away vibrating the whole table that's going to be seen as something huge coming what do you think they're going to do they're going to hide they're not going to want to come out they're going to think it's a threat it's something big that could possibly eat or hurt them so you could see how that could be an issue so I think the trick is if you're in a room you know obviously if you're in a room with surround sound system and you keep them in the room this is going to be really difficult to avoid so will it cause long-term damage probably not will it disrupt your spiders I think there has to be some consideration that it, it possibly will they're going to hear these vibrations they're going to be on a state of alert they're going to think something big is headed their way and that could cause some behavioral issues that you might not see otherwise so I think the trick is to try to put them in a low location where they're not the big thing is going to be that thumping base as far as I'm concerned if you have a big thumping base and they're there and the whole room is rattling and they're rattling that could cause some issues so if that was the case I would encourage somebody to put the tarantulas if possible in another room where they aren't so directly impacted by the surround system by the base if you're using music I will tell you I use music all the time when I'm, you know, by personal experience, I use music all the time when I'm working with my tarantulas and I really haven't seen any issues as long as I don't have that thumping bass right on the table. So music is fine. Street traffic, for lack of a better term, people walking in and out of a room, I've had people ask about that. I haven't noticed any real issues. I mean, obviously, if you come thumping into a room, are they likely going to sense you? Yes, they will. They're going to know you're coming. But as long as it isn't incessant, as long as you don't have a steady stream of traffic going through the room, they might recognize that somebody's in the way. They might hunker down a little bit. Those that are out will probably go to their burrows, but they don't seem to panic. And I have a room that does get a decent amount of traffic because, again, it leads to the, well, basically the laundry room and then our garage where we go outside and there's where our cars are. So people go through that, you know, on and off during the course of the day. I've never had any issues. The M. Balfouri tank, as a matter of fact, is right next to the door that leads, you know, out into 
the laundry room and then the garage. And I had five of them out the other day. People were going in and out of the house. They didn't even budge. They do seem to become more accustomed to it. I have a funny feeling. This is just my guess. But they start to recognize that the footfalls don't necessarily mean, at least some of the species, that they don't necessarily mean that they're in danger. They need to run and hide. So they do seem to get used to that. So as long as you don't, you know, if you have a steady stream of traffic, I'd be more worried about positioning them in a room that's going to get air from the outside. If it's cold out, that seems to be a bigger deal. But if they're in a spot, if they're in a room where you're getting a decent amount of traffic, I haven't personally found that's going to be an issue. So to sum up with that, the speakers, yep, we all have surround speakers. We all have music playing. The trick is to make sure they're not rattling in their cages. If they're on a, a shelf where they're rattling in their cages, that's a problem. If they're in the room, in a room where there's some sound going on, it could get quite loud, but the cages aren't really being impacted by the bass, then I'm guessing you'll be fine. And then with the foot traffic, again, they seem to be fine with it. They get used to it after a while. I have a lot of foot traffic, no real issues there. So those are two things that people tend to really worry about. Now, again, if you have, to, to put this out there, if you have an alternative, if you you know have them in the living room and it can be a little loud and there's people moving all around and you're afraid that's going to bother them and you have a quieter place, that would probably be helpful. I mean, it may not be your ideal location to put them. It would probably be an improvement, we'll say, but not necessary. And I think a lot of us go through that situation where we get them and we worry about that. And they seem to be, again, very adaptable animals. And I haven't had any issues with either the music or foot traffic myself. Now, the next one that comes up, this just came up the other day where somebody emailed and basically started off by apologizing because they have their tarantulas in a room that has the lights on during the day. And they're like, I know that they don't like lights and you shouldn't have lights on them. This is a myth. I'm kind of, this is one of the ones I'm kind of tired of because it's perpetuated by people that honestly know better sometimes, but they're not like, how do I put, they're not gremlins. They're not going to shy away from bright lights. They're not going to, it's not going to make them combust. It's not going to hurt them. And keep in mind, I can't think of a species of tarantula. I could be wrong here. That comes from a place that never gets sunlight. What they will do is during the ones that hide during the daylight hours, will go down in their burrows where they can be away from the light. But there are other species I have that have no problem with the light being on. And let me make this very clear. When I first started keeping tarantulas, I had them... Well, I only had two back in the day, and I had mostly snakes. And obviously snakes, you need the UV lighting and things of that nature. So there was always lights on in that room. And my rose hair would sit right out in the light, no problem whatsoever. Back in the day, I did have the Afonapelma simani that would sometimes be on top, but more often than not, the lights would come on, and she'd just calmly go down in her burrow. That's how it is in nature. And I think what happened is a lot of them are photosensitive. They don't particularly like the light because they're nocturnal hunters. So taking away all of the light, I think that's unnecessary because in the wild, they're going to, there's going to be obviously sunlight during the day. In some of these places, you look at how much sunlight they get. It's like 12, 13, 14 hours of sunlight. And then when the lights go down, when the sun goes down below the horizon and darkness comes up, they come out of their dens and they go and hunt. So I'm not sure. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with keeping them completely in the dark. But I'm not sure where the idea originated from that they have to be kept in the dark. I had somebody that was like, I'm cleaning out a closet because I know that they don't like light in my house. Obviously, the lights are on in my house, so I'm going to keep them in the closet so they can have dark all day long. That's kind of disrupting the regular day-night cycle that every animal, you know, is exposed to in nature. And my buddy, Louis Roquet, even shared a, an article with me, some information, some scientific information, showing that some 
species seem to benefit from a day-night cycle, that they benefit from having indirect sunlight, that that's something that helps them lead healthier, you know, healthier spider lives. I don't know if that's even a thing, but it it's actually beneficial to them. So I'll use myself as an example. I have my tarantulas in a tarantula room right now where there is a full spectrum UV light, overhead light, and then I have three other UV lights in the room. The room is lit from anywhere from 10 to 14 hours a day. I never have any issues with them. Some of my nocturnal species, when the light comes on, they make their way to their dens and they hide. This is pretty much exactly what you would expect them to do in the wild when the sun starts coming up. It's like, uh-oh, here's the sun. I'm not a big fan of being out in the sun. I'm going to go to my burrow. That's just natural behavior. Having an, it be dark all the time really doesn't offer any benefit, except you're going to kind of have a confused spider that doesn't know when they're supposed to go burrow. I guess if you have red lights in your room, you can see them more. I don't know. But I'm not saying that's bad, and I want to make that very clear because I don't want people to get the wrong impression that those of you that are keeping yours in closet, that are giving them you know darkness all the time, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I just don't think it's necessary because there are people out there that believe they have to keep it as dark as possible. I had somebody a while back that was aggravated because there were tarantula where their tarantula room was their mate was going in and turning on a hallway light that was shining in there and he was worried that that was going to disturb them and I'm like dude mine have lights on all the day like all day long bright lights so the ones that don't like the light are going to hide that's natural there's nothing wrong with it that isn't stress that's what they would get in nature and the ones that don't mind the light are going to sit right out in the open so for example my gbbs my c cyanial pubescens sit right out in the open i have one right now that is sitting probably 12 inches from a rather bright light sits right out there and takes it all in she loves it my formictibus species will stay right out in the open some of my umbalfori will come out during the day and they'll just sit right out in the open they don't seem to mind you give them that alternative some of them don't mind the light as much I hear a lot said about Pisolotheria metallica being very photosensitive. And I will say that my first one was very shy and didn't come out as much when the lights were on. However, some of the, I have the communal now that I believe has eight in it. And I have two that I pulled out that are kept separately. The two that I keep, keep separately are out in full light all the time. They have no issues with it whatsoever. The 10 that, the eight that I still have together, I'll catch two or three of them hanging out in the open. They don't seem to mind. It's more when they notice me coming or movement that they hide. The light doesn't bother bother them. So with the lights, if you keep them in a dark closet, it's not going to hurt them. It's definitely not going to hurt them. And if you go in there with a red light, you're probably going to have more opportunities to see your animals out than most of us get that keep them with lights. However, just coming from me, Tom Moran, Tom's Big Spiders, I've had lights on there for the entire time I've kept tarantulas with no issues whatsoever. And the lights, you know, they're bright lights. They're not really dim lights. And I think that a lot of this started to come up again when I was doing the bioactive enclosures. I was setting up the bioactive enclosures and I had a lot of people commenting things like, well, how are you going to, plants need light. How are you going to do that when you're keeping your tarantulas in the dark? And I had to explain, I don't keep them in the dark. I keep them in light all the time. There's no problem with that. And it, like some people were shocked. Like, what do you mean? You're going to have bright lights on them? Or isn't that going to hurt them? Isn't that going to bother them? No, it's not at all. They'll web up dens they'll dig dens the fossorial species will dig some dens up and they'll just hide in those and they hide from the light and when the light goes away they come out very natural so don't get hung up in that old myth that's one i really would like to dispel because it comes up sometimes i had the other day i did a bioactive update and somebody came on and made the comment well i, I don't think those lights are good for the spiders it's like listen dude they're not just going to spontaneously combust because there's light on them. if they don't like it they'll hide if they don't they, they'll be right in the open it, it works well for everybody so lights are not an issue for those 
those of you that are holding off from doing bioactive enclosures, don't, you can put the lights, again, I wouldn't put a light, I wouldn't put a heat lamp on them, I want to make that very clear, and I wouldn't put a light that produces a lot of heat on my spiders, that's a different type of harm, that's, you know, you can dehydrate them, but with the regular lights, it's not an issue, if you're thinking of getting into the hobby, or you've just gotten into the hobby, and you've been concerned that you have them in a room that gets a lot of light, don't be, don't worry about it, that's not a big deal, these things are, these animals are incredibly adaptive, they really are, and I don't think they get enough credit sometimes with how adaptive they really are, and again, like with the footfalls, they seem to get used to that day-night cycle, they're totally fine, people are going in and out of the room, they seem to get to a point where they recognize, hey, it doesn't mean anything bad's coming my way, and the ones that aren't so shy will sit out in the open, the ones that are shy, sometimes they react more to, you know, the fact that they see a flash of light or something that indicates something's coming than your footfall. So don't worry about little things like this that are just going to make the hobby more stressful for you. You can keep tarantulas in your home and not have to worry about readjusting your entire lifestyle to accommodate them. It's really, it's, I think sometimes we make things sound a little more difficult than they actually are. And in some cases, it's people just being cautious. And I think caution is always good, especially when dealing with animals. But I think in other instances, it becomes something that can be counterproductive, that we're worrying about the wrong things, that we're fixating on the wrong things and not paying attention to the things that should be commanding our attention. And again, we don't want to... It's it's one of those deals where I think a lot of us get into the hobby and we start doing research and things pop up and we read things online and then we're like, uh-oh. I mean, I remember coming, reading a thread talking about how tarantulas should have no light whatsoever and being like, you've got to be kidding me. That's, that's not going to work. How am I going to do this? And then I did some more research and I realized that's not really true. So hopefully this one here will help a couple people out, you know, people that are new into the hobby. These are obviously things you consider, the, the candles, the room, where you place them. That should be, you know, take that into consideration when you set them up. I guess that's the best thing. Find a logical room where you're going to have the least amount of these issues to worry about. That's probably the best way to start. But if they're in a room where there's going to be some music, they're going to be fine. If they're in a room where you're burning candles somewhere and the little that's going to waft in, they should be fine. If there's foot traffic, they're going to be fine as long as you don't have a parade of people coming in all the time. I've seen it myself. I've had company come over, come through that room. They go in and out. There's been no issues whatsoever. And as far as the light, they're not going to burn up if they get a little light on them. They're totally fine there. I would make sure that I think it's important that they have a night cycle. I think there's important that they have some darkness. But I also think personally, I think mine benefit from having that day-night cycle. I like to think so. And we've seen some papers. Thanks to Lewis. I've seen some stuff that kind of backs that up. So those are things. Don't worry about them as much. Use common sense when you set up your tarantulas. Try to find a good space for them where there are at least some amount of disruptions and distractions and possible things that could harm them. I I definitely wouldn't put them in a kitchen or bathroom or someplace where there's going to be a lot of cleaners used or things of that nature. You know, I, I'm still deathly afraid to bring bleach anywhere near any of mine because of, you know, things I've read about the bleach fumes can be really bad for them. So that's something to keep in mind, keep the cleaners away, stuff like that. But, you know, again, I think the theme of this one is just use your head and when in doubt, reach out and talk to people. Ask, do you keep, you'd be amazed at how many people will just be like, yeah, mine are in my living room. It's lit. I have a surround sound system. They're doing fine. And that should help put your mind at ease. And personally, again, with all these, I've done it, been there, done that and never had any issues with them. So again, Again, I was hoping this one would be a little bit longer, but my voice is starting to cut out a little bit. I've had to stop a couple times to clear my throat, so I'm not going to over, you know, push it because I have other stuff I need to do this weekend, and and I still have a whole week before winter vacation, winter break that I have to teach. And anybody that's been in a school, anybody that teaches, works in a school, or even remembers being a student, you know how crazy that last week is. So I'm going to need my voice as it starts cutting out right now. 
So I'm going to end it here, but there is going to be kind of a part two to this. It's a little bit different. It's, it's common questions. This one is more about the environment with the candles and the lights and everything else. Next week will be more some just common questions that come up about things you can use for tarantulas and whatnot, which I think this will be a good stopping point to kind of break it up. So again, I usually shoot for that 40, 50 minute mark, but sorry, guys, my voice isn't just going to hold out today. So I got to make sure I save it. So Anyway, thanks as always so much for listening. I do appreciate everybody that takes the time to listen to these. And as always, you can find me at TomsBigSpiders.com or on YouTube, although I haven't put a video up in a week. So I'm sure people are going to be like wondering if I'm dead or something because that usually happens. But it's that time of year. It's been busy. And I'm currently working on three videos that are not easy ones to put together. I'm trying to put more time and effort into, you know, constructing them into the look of them, into, you know, how much information goes in. And they're taking longer. So hopefully we'll get one up soon. But obviously, there's a lot of information for visual people over there where you can check out, you know, not just hear me talk about it, but see some of the things I'm talking about. So as always, thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you guys all next time.